Live from the Watch Dogs Radio studio in Atlanta, Georgia, you are listening to Saturday Morning Live on Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs to learn more. Call in now to be a part of our program at 215-383-3728. And now, here is the host of our show, My Daddy. Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. This is Keith Shoemaker. Once again, I am live after uh, quite a bit of a uh, trip over the last couple of months. I am live at the Watch Dogs in Atlanta and I am using some new software here. So I hope you are hearing me. I am uh, trying to get some final testing in here. Uh, we do have a caller on the line already. Let me see who this is. Good morning, 360 area code. Who we got on the line? Hi, good morning. It's Dave Rogers from the Seattle, uh, Washington area. Hey, Dave. It is good to uh, hear you up bright and early this morning. I know it's pretty early for you out there. And uh, we're uh, we're having some kind of Seattle weather here in Atlanta. What's it like out there? You know, actually, we're uh, we're looking forward to the total, uh, the lunar eclipse uh, coming up here uh, tomorrow night at 7:11. It's the big gulp of lunar <laughs> eclipses. Forget the joke of 7:11, big gulp. Okay, anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, we're looking forward to some clear skies for a change. So maybe we're having Atlanta weather this time. Well, well, good. We'll uh, we'll trade that up for you a little bit. We uh, now. Now, I know you are Mr. Science Guy, and I've heard a, a, a little, couple of little things about this lunar eclipse, and I understand it's, the, uh, it, it's one of the most impressive that we will see in recent times. How about tell me a little bit about it? Well, uh, the moon will be at its closest point in its orbit around the Earth, and that's why they call it the supermoon, because it will appear larger than it normally does. And, of course, it's a lunar eclipse, which will give it that blood-red color as the sunlight travels uh, trans, uh, travels through our atmosphere. So uh, most people remember that uh, our sunsets typically are red. That's when the light travels through the atmosphere. Uh, the higher bandwidths, or the blue, the ultraviolet, those colors will all get absorbed by our atmosphere. And as it transmits through the atmosphere, it will project to the moon and so it emits all the blue and the greens and the and those, that part of the spectrum, and only allows the yellow and the reds to make it over to uh, the moon. And so that's why it gives it that red color. Uh, that's mm-hmm. our atmosphere giving us that that blood red color. So just in time for fall and Halloween and vampires, the blood red moon will rain high in the sky tonight. Well, and actually now, actually, isn't this traditionally also known as the harvest moon? I'm not sure about the harvest moon, and by the way, correction, it's tomorrow night, 7-11, or a Pacific time, 9-11, your time, and uh, Central. Okay, well, I'll, I will definitely have to uh, take a look at that. Now, is that going to be uh, pretty much across the uh, across North America? Are we going to be able to see the, uh, if, of course, if there are uh, not clouds in the way, but it, it would be the same that we're seeing as that you're seeing out there another almost 3,000 miles away from it? 
I'm hoping so. So I'll I'll look forward to hearing uh, on the Watchdog page. Maybe some of you folks across the country who are listening uh, live can post their photos on the Watchdog page, and uh, we'll we can we can inspect that piece of science. There you go. Well, let's let's twist this into a Watchdogs thing. I mean, this is a, this would be a great dads and kids event. Uh, I know it's probably a little late to uh, do some sort of a uh, school event, but. Uh, you know, maybe in your local group or uh, your local neighborhood, maybe get everybody together and uh, you know, head out to the local baseball field, softball field, get some telescopes out there. And, uh, you know, not quite like a solar eclipse where uh, you can't actually look at a lunar eclipse. Uh, I would I would imagine you could correct me if I'm wrong there, Dave, but, uh, you know, certainly a great opportunity for uh, dads to get together with the kids and get out there and, and uh, talk about some science, talk about uh, getting together, dads and kids neighborhoods and communities and all working together. Absolutely. And this is a great opportunity for dads to participate with their child. And don't forget, a lot of these schools have science fairs. So learning and doing some research about how eclipses occur is a great way for kids and, and dads and, and parents in general to form maybe a little solar system model so that, or just a relationship between the Earth, the moon, and the sun, and they can show how eclipses form whether they're lunar eclipses or solar eclipses. And you're right, do not ever look at a solar eclipse uh, directly through the eye. There's lots of different techniques that you can use, but never look uh, directly at a solar eclipse or even through uh, some filters. Most filters are not really rated for the brilliance of a, of a solar eclipse. So anyhow, great opportunity for science fairs to learn more about how, uh, as Leonard Nimoy put it, the dance of the solar system takes place. Wow. And, you know, when you think about it, I mean, it's still just fascinating to me to think about how everything, you know, we, we take it for granted. I mean, you know, we're, we're riding on this rock through, through time and, and, and we don't really know for sure exactly how, th- how things are you know, flying around us and all. But, uh, yeah, when you think about it, man, it, it, it's just like, you know, all this time and we keep circling around this ball of fire that just keeps on burning. It, it, it's really kind of uh, kind of overwhelming when you think about it, and, and you know when you put it all in the right perspective and understand it, it, it really puts a lot of things into perspective. There, so, so anyway, well, Dave, I tell you what, yeah. Well, and, and I, I recommend everyone take a, a shot at looking at it. it won't, we won't see another lunar eclipse like this for another 13 years, so this is a pretty unusual ecli- uh, uh, event. So take advantage of it where and when you can. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, now uh, I understand you are working in the schools uh, full time now. I'm sure you've had some very uh, interesting and enlightening experiences over the last uh, week or two. But uh, you know, we also want to hear about uh, your watchdogs program. We talked about it here a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you uh, had a chance to go back and hear. I did get uh, our interview that you and I did uh, a couple of weeks ago. I got it posted up uh, in, in to replace a uh, kind of a. Um, kind of a mess that we had on the live broadcast uh, because of some background noise and things. So uh, we got that back up to the uh, live from Seattle uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so if you get a chance to go back and look at uh, or listen to uh, Dave and I, uh, we were actually sitting in the parking lot of the school when we did that interview. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, tell me how things are going uh, at Cathcart. And uh, I know you've been kind of busy to be able to be managing the day-to-day stuff there, but uh, have you got your uh, program up and running? And I know you, you got some corn stuff coming up, some corny things. <laughs> oh, we sure do. Uh, Cathcart's watchdog program is going strong. We're doing an old school 
uh, pizza night. Uh, years prior, we worked with a farmer who has a corn maze, uh, and he would share his corn. He'd come and roast it for us right there on the spot at the school, and we would, instead of doing pizza, we would do corn. Uh, things have changed uh, over the, you know, just over the course of time. His businesses have changed, and so we went back to pizza nights, an old school pizza night. Imagine that, right? We're all doing pizza nights again, and you know, there's nothing wrong with with going back to the basics because, and this is where I recommend to all, if there's a new uh, new leader out there, that the Watchdog Implementation Guide. If you hand it out to a new new person, you really have to encourage the, uh, the new watchdog leader to look at the implementation guide i know that uh, chris dannenauer really stresses that amongst all his new uh new uh, dads new watchdog leaders because it's very strong it's a very strong well thought out well planned book and it really gives you detailed step-by-step processes to get you from i want to be a watchdog leader to being a very successful watchdog program leader at your school so we're going back to the basics. We're touching on all the foundation pieces that made our watchdogs program strong at Cathcart. Um, but I also need to point on to something that you, Dave, you brought up. Give, that Dave, I, Dave, let me jump in one thing about the uh, implementation guide, and some people may, may not be aware of this, but we have, uh, if, if your implementation guide is a few years old, you may want to get in touch with us and get a new one because the watchdogs implementation guide was completely uh, rewritten and restructured uh, over the last year. So when you, um, if, if you have a uh, implementation guide that's kind of old, kind of worn, give us a call and get a new one. And then in addition to that, we have the what is known as Watchdogs University. So as you, once you flip through your implementation guide, uh, take a few minutes to sit down at your computer and. You have your implementation guide in front of you. Go to our webpage, fathers.com slash watchdog, and click on that video for Watchdogs University. That is a step-by-step guide explained uh, by the Watchdogs Executive Director, Eric Snow, uh, who I want to give a shout-out to here in a few minutes. But, uh, but that is a step-by-step guide uh, walk through the implementation guide. So if there are any things in there that may be hazy, may, you may want a little more clarification on um, it takes about 10 minutes to go through that video and step-by-step step through that implementation guide. It's not like you're reading more in peace. It's, it's, you know, very basic step-by-step examples. You know, we're not telling you how to do it because you run the program at the local level, but these are the suggestions that we have of how a watchdog's program is successful. So, um, so that is one thing, you know, we do want to encourage you, one, to have a current copy of the implementation guide, and to uh, go back and do the Watchdog Seven Steps to Success. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the uh, Watchdog University. We do want you to do Seven Steps to Success. If you are a new leader in the Watchdogs program, we have a lot of people that come on board and they just try to do what the previous leader had done kind of blindly. And they don't realize that it is really important for that new Watchdogs leader to go back and to, uh, to go through the Seven Steps to Success and learn exactly why we do the things we do and how we do them. So, uh, hey, Dave, i tell you what, I want you to continue that thought that you had, but uh, we are, as always, we're having such a good time. We're moving right along, and uh, we are at uh, pretty close to that break time. So uh, we got a little over a minute to uh, to uh, close out the front half of the show here. And then, Dave, if you've got time, I'd uh, love to have you back on the back half of the show, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. 
Sounds good. Okay. Uh, you are listening to Watchdogs Radio, and we uh, produce this through the Blog Talk Radio Network. We also do our Watchdog 7 Steps to Success training in this platform. So if you get familiar with the, either the Watchdog 7 Steps to Success or the uh, Watchdogs Radio program, this is a uh, very easy way to get your Watchdogs training as we move forward and learn about the 2015-2016 school year. We know most of the schools that we deal with are uh, are up and running now. We uh, had some some schools launched early, some schools launched later. It uh, was kind of interesting how that all worked out, but I believe now at this point we have most of our schools up and running. We have a lot of pizza nights going. We want to talk about that. We want to hear about your watchdogs uh, program. Give us a call. 215-383-3728. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Hey guys, I want you to think back to the time when you were in school. Chances are, if your dad showed up at school, you weren't having a good day. Can you imagine if your father or father figure had taken just one day off from work in a positive way to support you and spend it with you at school during your whole kindergarten through senior year? Just one day. Can you imagine what a memory that would be for you today? Well, those are the kind of memories we're creating now for our kids. Through the Watchdogs program, the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering is active in over 4,500 schools in 46 states. This year, 200,000 guys will take a day off from work and volunteer at their local school. If you want to find out about how to bring this program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Or call the Watchdogs National Office at 888-540-DOGS. This message has been brought to you by Watchdogs, the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering and this station. We are Watchdogs! We are Watchdogs! We are Watchdogs! Show me the Watchdogs! I love small people! Don't you just love cheering your kids on? There's nothing like watching your kid outperform the others and bring home the hardware for the team. And if they're really good, that athletic ability just might carry them through college. But let's be real. It's their education that's going to feed your grandkids. Wouldn't it be great if you could cheer them on in the classroom just like you cheer them on in the field? Well, now you can. The Dads of Great Students program, commonly known as Watchdogs, is available in over 4,600 schools nationwide, and many of those schools are right here in the metro area. For as little as just one day per school year, dads can prove to their kids that their education is important too. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs to learn more.
And welcome back to Watch Dogs Radio. This is episode number 158. Uh, if you go back, you'll see we do not have 157 posted yet. We had some technical difficulties last week, but uh, we will get that up and posted for you. We certainly don't want to miss a week. We have uh, been going strong uh, every week for, uh, well, 158 weeks, uh, supposedly. We have had a couple of extra episodes in there when we've done uh, special events like National PTA and uh, we did uh, National Youth at Risk. We've uh, got a couple of extra episodes thrown in there, but uh, we're, we've been doing this for about uh, two and a half years now. And uh, if you would like to go back and find some of our older episodes, uh, some of our production goes uh, here and there, up and down. We do the best we can. We love what we're doing here. But if you want to go back and listen to some of our older episodes, you can listen. To, you can go to watchdogsradio.com, which is a separate URL that we set up uh, just for the radio show. And, of course, if you want to learn about the Watchdogs program, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. We, of course, are a part of the National Center for Fathering, uh, which is based in Kansas City. Uh, the Watchdogs program is based right where it started in Springdale, Arkansas. You know, a lot of people don't realize that dads of great students, the dogs part of Watchdogs, was originally dads of George students at George Elementary School in Springdale, Arkansas. Uh, a couple of, uh, well, about 16 years ago, the program got started by uh, our founder, Jim Moore, and our executive director, Eric Snow, um, put this program together. And since then, we have had over 2 million men do one simple thing, just take a day off of work and uh, go in and volunteer at their kids' school. And uh, we get tremendous success stories every year um, throughout the uh, uh, throughout the year, we get phone calls and uh, great stories from principals, school counselors, parents, and kids. It's just uh, it, it's a great opportunity to uh, give dads a chance to see what happens when they put the most precious thing that they have in the world into that brick box at the end of the street for eight hours a day. And uh, it gives the, uh, the, the parents and dads a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one interaction with the uh, with the teacher, with the administrators of the school. This is uh, by no means a day for a uh, parent-teacher conference or a, uh, a show or an observation or a dog and pony show or anything like that. When the, when the dads come in to work, uh, our intention is for them to work, to actually work for the teacher and serve the teacher um, so that uh, you know, we give extra support to the teacher. So the teacher really uh, shouldn't need to worry about have, being observed or having a stranger in the room or, or anything like that. Um, this is a matter of somebody being there to serve you, and, uh, and I've always had the question: this if a, if a teacher, Dave, I, I think I got Dave uh, Rogers on the line from uh, Cathcart Elementary School in Snohomish, Washington. Um, I think Dave, you probably uh, agree with me: if a if a teacher thinks of a of a parent um, visiting their uh, classroom or supporting them in their classroom as a stranger, I think we've got a, we've got other problems to to talk about before that. But uh, we we occasionally hear some rare comments about that, but. For the most part, the uh, 400,000 guys that participate in the Watchdogs program uh, every year now in nearly 5,000 schools uh, have overwhelmingly positive comments from the administrators, the, the uh, kids, the parents, and, and everybody involved. So, um, Dave, I'm sure you've seen the same thing on the other uh, on the other side of the country. I sure do, and uh... You know, we have a new teacher to our school, and she's unfamiliar with watchdogs, and I, I was a little incredulous, but she came from the private school uh, sector and some of the elite paid paid education market, and so she's new to watchdogs, and she's new to having the idea of a, of a parent, like a father, 
uh, in the classroom. She's not unusual having a woman or a mother, but having a father in the classroom is a little unnerving to her right now. And so uh, we're, we're, I'm trying to work with her and get her uh, prepared for the day that I come in. And um, But as, as our teachers, as, we, as our kids grow older and the kids move into the five, six, and, and maybe even middle school, high school, arenas, uh, the school structure or the class structure changes and teachers yes. are finding it harder for us to participate in class because it's just how the classroom is structured. And, mm-hmm. and so we need to encourage uh, from an administrative level, our top dogs need to work with our administration to ensure that you know, they understand us and they, they welcome us. And, and I would certainly encourage all of our top dogs to um, insert themselves into the uh, administrative meetings of a classroom or of a school for only a few moments, right? And let them and, and help them and help answer any questions. Actually, become a servant again to say, "What can I do for you? How can our watchdogs help you? How can I coach our dads to be useful to you?" And then when we come into the class, what are some of the things that we can do to be your uh, be a tool? You know, really exactly and funny, share those ideas. Right. And so get, right, and so we have to understand that there's a certain amount of churn that occurs every year over year at a school, and then, so there will be teachers that are unfamiliar with watchdogs or maybe um, not comfortable yet. And so by bringing the topic up, this is something that they can think about, they can talk to their colleagues about, and find ways to leverage dads uh, in the classroom in positive ways uh, that isn't just sitting in the corner and watching. Uh, we've had a exactly. few of those, and, and exactly. those, are, those are real program killers. And we've got to, we've got to right. get past the, we've got to get past them through education and comfort. Sure. And, and one of the things that we offer uh, is that if a teacher uh, is a little uncomfortable or wants some ideas about the Watchdogs program, uh, we have the ability. They can call our national office at eight 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 five four zero three six four seven. Uh, or log on to our webpage or our Facebook group or Facebook page and uh, connect with us and we will connect you with another teacher that uh, may not be in your district, may not be in your school, may, may have a fresh uh, outlook or observation from, uh, from a whole other perspective. But, but from Watchdogs, we step out of the way and let you communicate peer-to-peer with, uh, you know, with a teacher uh, that is running a successful Watchdogs program and uh, and let you know we do the same for counselors we do the same for administrators so uh, we do the same for top dog coordinators the watchdogs facebook group though has really become the communications uh, outlet for uh, pretty much everybody uh, mostly most of the people on there are parents that are a part of the program we have a few teachers we have a few administrators on there which is great um, so that when someone asks a question uh, we can let the group answer that. And if, you know, for some reason they, they're not quite um, heading in a direction that, that, that we're looking at or that, that we generally message out to people, you know, we can pull them back and get them, you know, right in, in, in the right direction they, that we have seen to be successful throughout the years. But, uh, Dave, in answer to you talking about a new teacher, you know, I have a, a, a similar situation. Now, my school is a sixth grade through 12. And, we have been running the program there uh, going into our fifth year. And it's been interesting because the administration over the years, a great administration, I have a tremendous amount of respect for our administrators, but it hasn't been wholly grasped um, as a lot of the Watchdogs program are. It's kind of like, you know, we like this and, and it's okay if you do this. 
And this year, it's actually been um, totally embraced by the administration. And the support that, um, you know, they, I finally got a chance to go in and give a presentation to a faculty meeting. And now it's like the teachers are hungry to get these guys in there. Um, they want to see the help. They want to see the support. But we do have uh, a teacher. She's a, a new teacher, a new hire. And the, and the thing that I love about her is she's alumni. She went to our school, graduated from our school, left, went to college, and came back, and a position was open, and she was hired because they knew her, and they knew her background, they knew her family, and uh, so now, you know, we have an alumni who is uh, teaching at our school. You know, this is her first year as a teacher, so you know, we want to be there to support her to make sure she's successful, but when I sent out my teacher survey, um, one of the questions that I had is, you know, do you have any questions? And uh, there were two teachers that uh, responded in the affirmative and they said that they did. Well, I communicated with her and she said, well, I don't really, uh, you know, I haven't had this in my training. Um, I'm not quite sure, you know, I, I know that the, the and, and please forgive me by, by putting, the, putting it this way, but, you know, she knows the, the cookie cutter way to teach, the, the way she was trained through her education. And there wasn't a lot of parent engagement that was taught during uh, her educational degree. So, uh, you know, I said, I said, first of all, let me be your first watchdog. And, and just, it sounds like you've done the same thing, Dave. I said, let me be your first watchdog. Let me work you through it so that um, you can have a comfort level in, in what to expect from these guys. Because it's not that the guys are going to come in and be disruptive. It's, you know, I, and I jokingly tell guys, you know, buying every first grader in elementary school ice cream at lunchtime will not endear you to the teachers, I promise. <laughs> but, um, but to be able to understand that, you know, when this person steps into the classroom, you're not performing for them. They are there to work for you. If you're involved in direct instruction, simply include them in the class. Let them answer a couple of questions. Let them make some interjections, you know, their experience or whatever. Don't let them take over the class, I mean, but, you know, include them in the class. If you're doing, uh, you know, silent time reading work or whatever, let them work one-on-one -on -one with the students. Uh, you know, I had uh, a watchdog at that school, um, and I put him into a study hall because our, our middle school last period at that school was a study hall. And my daughter just said to me just a few minutes ago before I went on the air, I said, you know, did you have a watchdog? She told me what was going on. She said that it was interesting in study hall because with the watchdog in there, nobody got yelled at. Nobody was disruptive. Nobody was, you know, everybody was kind of on task because he was, um, you know, he was assisting the teacher. They were, he was, they were both moving about the room, you know, helping them with you know, individual uh, items or homework items that they were doing. But it was just a different, and, and I say this all the time, just, just a different air in the room. And, and, and Dave, I think you, you kind of feel that, that, that same feeling? Absolutely. Having a father figure, a male role model in the classroom, changes the dynamic of the room tremendously it's, it's 180 degrees and i think you know you hear from you hear stories from your child and you hear stories from the parent or the teachers and and really we have a tremendous power in the room now i go to a i i watched i go to school where it's 100 percent female teachers this year yes last year we had one and he left us unfortunately and oh. so it's it's really important that these are the places where we shine, 
We have yes. a great power in the classroom, and by having a dad give up one day a year, that is a precious gift that we're giving to our students, our teachers, and all the other kids who need a positive male role model in their lives on a daily basis. So go to it, dads. Get out there and help. Absolutely. Well, our music is telling us that uh, once again we have come to the end of our show and Watch Dogs Radio. And, and Dave, I tell you what, you are a great co-host. I really appreciate that. I, I, I promoted you to call her the co-host, but thank you so much for uh, joining us. But we uh, look forward to hearing more about uh, what's going on out west. Well, Watch Dogs Radio, we're out. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watch Dogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watch Dogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.